I'll give it to you. He like rises up and it's like this buff baby popping out of the water. It's like buff baby. There you go. <laughs> boss baby. We missed out no. on buff baby. Eye of Webish Bog. I need it. And I'm you know what? That was on my list. And I'm glad you I'm glad you addressed it. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. We are back for episode, what, 41, I think, guys? 41. 41. We, uh, we took a week 41. off, we're regenerated, our batteries are charged, and we're, we're ready to go. I'm joined here by my Bombad pals, Jamie and Matt, the two people that probably would want to own a, a pet Gorg. Yes. I figured I would get that in oh, here because yeah. it's resistance, remembering resistance stay or something, so. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Resistance Just week. Throwing that in there. I'm glad, glad somebody else is. Cause... <laughs> hey, yeah, there's more of us, guys. There's more of us. There are more of us. You're right. You're right. And speaking of there's more of us, and speaking of the sequels and all that awesomeness, we're joined here by the one and only Palpa Memes. How's it going, man? What's nice going on? I'm, I'm pretty well. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Thank, thank you for coming on. Very yeah, excited. thanks for the invite. I, I love doing these. So Yeah. So we're, um, we'll be getting to the sequels. We're going to kick off doing a little mini interview of Palpa Memes here, as I always do with our, our new guests that we have on. And then we're going to get to some, maybe some Mando stuff. We'll see. We're going to get to our favorites and least favorites of the ST. Keep it interesting there. And uh, what else do I have on here? We'll speculate what's going to happen post-Tross. Um, because there's been rumors about the Finn show and whatnot, so we could have fun with that later. But... My first question for you, Palpa Memes, is what got you into Star Wars um, and what kind of turned it into you becoming a, a Star Wars creator on YouTube and whatnot? So I think I'm like most people with Star Wars. Where it's something I grew up on. My dad showed me it. Uh, the first movie I ever saw in theaters actually was Re uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I saw it when I was five years old in theaters. And I remember ever since then, I just, I just loved it. I just fell in love. Uh, the fondest memories I have on it aren't necessarily from the movies, which I watched all the time, but really the Battlefront games, if you guys ever played those, oh, the classic yeah. Battlefront games. Oh, oh God, man, yeah. I when I was a kid, I would play those so much. And of course, I had a bunch of the toys and whatnot. Um, but overall, the prequels when I was a kid, I like the originals, I just never watched them because they were too too deep for me to understand. I just <laughs> I just like the prequels because it's just fun action scenes and stuff. I mean, genuinely, uh, and this is when I'm like six or seven, and, and the prequels are really just kick-started kick that the obsession that I have now. Um, but that's what got me into Star Wars. And ever since, it's been just uphill from there, I guess. And I started doing Star Wars content actually on a separate channel for Battlefront, uh, the new Battlefront games, Battlefront 2, because I really loved it. I thought I had a lot of passions for it. And I really just wanted to tell the developers what I wanted to see in the game. Um, and to my surprise, it actually kind of got to that point to where, you know, developers were watching my videos and they were taking ideas and stuff. And so that right there is what really made me think, hey, maybe I have a, you know, a sort of future and something like that. But that was a couple years ago. And then the game ended. And so I said, OK, I'm just going to do normal Star Wars content because I'm such a huge fan. I have so much to say that I don't see a lot of people talking about. Might as well start doing it. So I did it for a little bit on my original Battlefront channel, but it didn't go so well because everyone's there for Battlefront, not normal Star Wars content, which is understandable. And so I took the risk of, I said, I'm making a new channel. And it was probably the best thing I've done um, just because it just allowed me to grow such a sort of special fan base and, and everything that they're, they're so, um, 
I don't want to say loyal because it sounds like a cult, but like they're just super passionate as much as I am about the channel and the things I do on it. And it's just been great since then. Um, and so I just love talking about what I love and I don't see too many other YouTubers talking about, you know, the sequels and stuff. And so I thought it might as well be, be that kind of voice yeah, that, that I, doesn't exist yeah. right now. I share your sentiments on that completely. Like right. that's one of the driving forces for, for creating content for me was you know, to, to hit some of the talking points and some of the narratives that people aren't getting a lot of, you know, right. there's not as much exposure for these movies as other ones on YouTube currently. It's just how the cycle goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So kind of getting a jump start on the next cycle of, of the passion, as you put it. Um, right. You already see I'm, that group kind of, yeah. they're already four. I mean, look at us right now. Exactly. I mean, come on, we're exactly. already here. It's we like, look on Twitter and stuff. It's like, you already have a very dedicated group. I think dedication, dedicated group is the word I was looking for. You already yeah. have that. That's right there. And they're, they're super passionate. Um, and so I definitely expect that to, to go in the long run with the new generation. So oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that group on Twitter and it's, I've sort of carved out on the Holland at Marauders Twitter page, I've sort of carved out uh, what seems to be like a very positive corner of the fandom because people will be like, oh, did you see the discourse today or something? And I'm like, no, not, not really. I <laughs> That's mean, usually you know. me. That's usually it's, me saying, did you see yeah. this? And I, see, no. yeah. I, see, I see a lot of mutuals on Twitter saying that. And I'm like, oh, I don't see it. But, uh, you know, there's the whole thing on Twitter now with the sequel lovers and the sequel fans mm -hmm. of the the yellow heart, the red heart, and the blue heart to represent each color of the sequel um, movie you like, the whole sequel trilogy. And I, I kind of love that. I love that little group. Yeah. Um, but what uh, a little follow-up question there. What, where'd the name Palpa memes come from? I'm, I'm interested. Just random or? <laughs> I don't know. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I'm not sure. Aussie Jedi is a big Battlefront YouTuber, um, a good friend of mine. I think... I think his gamer tag was Palpa memes, his Xbox gamer tag. Ooh. And this is years ago. I'm talking like five, maybe uh, 20, maybe six years ago um, since I've been watching that guy. And I saw his gamer tag. I'm like, that's hilarious. So I made my YouTube channel name, <laughs> Palpa go. memes. I think Love that's it. where I came from. There you go. <laughs> my uh, second big question was maybe what you're known for now. Um, the, the Ray Skywalker billboard. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what's, the, what's the story behind that? Uh, I started off as a stupid joke. I had like, <laughs> I, I think at the time it was like 400 subscribers, maybe 300. It was a low number. I, I'm not, I don't have a ton of subscribers now, but I said, you know what? Fine. If, if we get a thousand subscribers, um, I will buy a billboard in New York city, Times square asking for a Ray Skywalker series. And at the time it was very, it was very clearly a joke, you know, like me and my buds on discord, we we're just joking. I was like, ah, it's whatever. And then like two months later, well, oh my gosh, I'm at 1000 subscribers and Star Wars Day is right at the round the corner, and um, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> I saved up my, I got, I got some bonuses at work and stuff, and I was like, well, I guess we're doing this because it's obviously the, you know, clearly the, the show that I want the most or the piece of content that I want the most, more than anything. And um, it was, it was a stunt, you know, it was a stunt to really, but like at the end of the day, it came from just nothing but passion. Um, and so yeah, it really, it just started off as a joke that I didn't think would actually happen, and ended up being one of the like one of my favorite days ever because it's I, it's kind of not ironic but kind of coincidental i was actually on good morning america for their star wars day thing um and i didn't know this but they were showing our like because we we're in a zoom call they're showing us on a billboard outside that happened Ooh. to be right next to the yeah. nasdaq billboard <laughs> the day of when i bought that and i was just like what yes. <laughs> like my mind was just blown it, it was just 
It, everything just lined up. The stars a lot. It was just a fun wow. day. Yeah, it, it was great. crazy. Yeah, because yeah, Good Morning America is right across the street. They're right yeah. in Times Square. So. You know it, yep. And I was like, wait, <laughs> you're right next to the NASDAQ? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was an eventful day. Yeah, yeah. That's... I remember catching wind of that, and it's just a legendary moment for all of us. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's honestly like what, like how I found out about you. Because like, really? it's it's funny between like the between the three of us, we all run in very different like circles like within social media, like all sequel loving, but at the same time, it's like very different types of people mm. and like that's that's how i stumbled upon you with this entire like billboard thing because like another girl who cosplays ray was just like hey look at this and i'm like Whoa. are you serious <laughs> look at that <laughs> yeah she's like what is wrong with this guy this <laughs> she's like this is really cool but what Absolutely, <laughs> so that's the whole point it was not not to get attention or anything just because I, I don't know yeah when i get stupid ideas i'm like no I, I guess i have the idea might as well go for it with him like i don't care how ridiculous it is you know i was you know you only live once and you follow say. through with go. it, which is the coolest yeah, thing. Sometimes yeah, like, the best ideas are these funny little jokes that are just like, yeah, whatever. But then you're like, you know what? Actually, yeah, yeah let's do this. Well, <laughs> most, hold it off. Yeah, most normal people, they'd be like, oh, my no. parents, my parents found out about it. They're like, you bought what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad loves Star Wars. He even likes the sequels and stuff. Um, <laughs> he goes, what? <laughs> it was, my cousins got a hold of it. My uh, uncle-in-laws, they were watching it. They were like, what? It was great. It was funny. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it. I'm sure it put a lot of smiles on faces. Not just the internet, but I'm hoping people walking through uh, New York City yeah. there. Mm -hmm. As soon as the yellow lightsaber ignited and casted its yellow light yeah. on the city. Yeah, I've got I, a few uh, videos. Um, it's funny. The actual owners of the the billboard company, they were working like I don't know how, why, or how, but they were working so hard with me to make this work. Um, which was insane. Uh, because the original video was actually an a the actual picture of Ray. Um, it was like your cardboard cutout, but she's got the saber like that. Mm -hmm. I just, I just shopped it with the golden saber. Obviously and we had, it. I saw the video, I sent it in. They're like, I'm, we really like this idea. We're here. huge Star Wars fans over here, but we can't do it because of copyright. So I had two days to, to get a, a artist to draw a 2d, uh, picture of Ray. Um, I knew a good friend and she, she did a great job at it. And so it was like a time, it was like one of those time uh, countdown <laughs> moments. It was like, so fun. Oh. And I accepted it and I was like, thank goodness. Uh, but hey, yeah. Someone at Lucasfilm must have seen it. Hey, yeah. You know what I always buzz. say, you know, Lucasfilm, yeah. if you're watching and I know you are. Right. Someone they had to have seen it to Kathy. definitely saw that. Yeah, oh, no. So. I mean, definitely. There's no we'll, way they didn't. We'll get to um, post Rise of Skywalker stuff later. Right, right. But uh, my next final question for you for this little mini interview for Papa memes was uh i've seen on your twitter recently and you know we chatted about it a bit off air here mm -hmm. but uh you know some stuff possibly about some upcoming shows you know amando maybe book of boba fett uh mm -hmm. what did you what are you willing to share with us here so i think it's it's either going to be revealed tomorrow on the chatween show on star wars only's channel or the following week he said next week today so i don't know if he meant tomorrow or the next week um but basically basically book of boba fett i made that tweet if you guys saw where i basically we reached out to a few more sources um and they all confirm the same thing so more people are getting this info um and basically what i posted on twitter i'll just say here is if you loved what the Mandalorian season two did, you're gonna love what Boba Fett book Boba Fett does. If you hated what Mandalorian season two did, you're not gonna like this. Um, that Who said, hated I can't Mandalorian say. season two. I know, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I have some issues with it, but I, I mean, shoot. <laughs> yeah, there's ups and downs of everything. But yeah, like, I was smiling I put the whole it to, like, way through. A person who hated yeah. it. What? Yeah, I it's rare. With, interesting. I, I joked with Jamie earlier that like you know we we loved it obviously, but I could see some people being like, oh. 
it's what uh like saturday night live like oh who's yeah. hosting this week who's hosting this week the cameo of each week so <laughs> the cameo of the week that's yeah. Like, yeah but that was a blast so mm-hmm. um, i actually and this looks like they're continuing it and stuff but um that i mean that's really all i'll say um all i'll say is i'm very excited good all right we're okay. excited that you're excited. We're excited so. that you're excited, <laughs> yeah. and we'll be looking forward to the news. Yeah, we have similar you know, taste, so that's being it's well. true. You know, yeah. No, we're not going to see Ray in the show. There's not going to be a huge time jump. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Sing it. But Ray's dead. Now well, that I don't know. <laughs> well, everyone well, out there, don't forget. Uh, we we leaked. I guess you could say. Uh, Black Crusantin, yeah. the big old Wookie from. Big old Wookiee bounty hunter. Big old Wookiee. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's so if he shows up in that, I don't know. I mean, that's a character of the week, so maybe that goes in line with what you're saying. But I'm sure there's possibly yeah. more interesting characters to show up. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. More interesting than Black Chrysanthemum. No know. way. A little bit this more dialogue. This is big. Right. And a little bit in there. With that being said, let's let's move on to our sequel talk. Yeah. The, uh, the meat it. of this podcast episode, I guess. So we're going to go through... We're going to go across the board here. We're going to talk about our favorites of each sequel film. And then after that, we'll do least favorites. Or up to you guys. Should we do least favorites first and then favorites? Hmm. We don't want to. What do we want to do? Like least favorite moments, right? Least favorite moments, least favorite things. Yeah, usually don't you say bad news first and then do the good news. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Can I go first then? (laughs) Wow. Or so. I just want to get this out of the way. That's why. Least favorite moment for Force Awakens. All right. Okay. Actually, this isn't that much that big of a deal, but so I, I guess in general for the Force Awakens, but this is kind of also my Rise of Skywalker one. I'm sorry to jump ahead immediately, but uh, my my least favorite moment is the fact that the Palpatine return is just so abrupt in the last movie. I wish that they put it in the Force Awakens somehow, or at least alluded to it earlier. So it does relate to both. That's yeah. that's the only like gripe I have with that is that I just wish they alluded to it earlier. Yeah. Right. It's a fair you know, one. Everybody was kind of wondering like who Kylo was talking to in the mask. That's what I I always yeah. go I always kind of like rationalize that. Like obviously they didn't have it like super planned out that it was going to be Palpatine he was talking to in the Darth Vader helmet. But that was always like a question that never got resolved because it obviously wouldn't be Snoke, right? Cuz Snoke no. can just manipulate him to his face. He doesn't need to play Darth Vader. So it's just like playing nine games. You know, who's who's talking to him in the mask? I always, like I said, I always rationalize that as like the first hint of Palpatine, but I get where you're coming from because I agree. I yeah. wish, I wish you needed something some that more... was very like explicitly. This is Palpatine. Yeah, like, like some you overt, that, like... like. Well, the first hint hits. was in a trailer in the the Rise of Skywalker trailer with the laugh. <laughs> right. That's when they were like, well, well you know, that's Rise of Skywalker. Imagine if he just yeah. showed up. Like, I would have been interesting if he just showed up in in Force Awakens. We didn't. He wasn't in the trailer or anything. I wonder if that would have been better. <laughs> he just or... Showed up. Just, well, no, just like, a voice. I mean, I I know. I'd rather keep. I'd rather and, keep the majority of the focus on him for the last film. I yeah, but they could like, just like plant the seeds. Well, yeah, yeah, the only yeah, yeah. the only seeds, the seeds we get are Ray stabs with the lightsaber in the yeah. Starkiller base fight, which yeah, is I'm very, sorry. which was a very big analysis of that very early on. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh no, she fights with the staff. And then AJ over here is like, you know, Palpatine fights like that, and I'm like, <laughs> we all no. know you inherit fight fight <laughs> yeah. moves. That's one of those things. But anyway, uh, Force Awakens, Grey, Posny and Prime being exploded. I had no relationship with that place. That... There, I love That's that fair. now we're going back and we're learning like a ton about Hosni and Prime because like it's featured like super highly in the High Republic. Hi, hi, hi. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like Hosni and Prime, they're they're talking about it so much and like all these different like side things now. 
um, that they're like building it up so that it is more of a tragedy that Hosnian Prime was destroyed, I guess. But yeah, it's, it goes back to, I think we discussed this two weeks ago when somebody, I think it was Michael mentioned that, or somebody mentioned that, uh, you know, which Naboo should have been Alderaan and it's like Hosnian yeah. Prime should have been Coruscant, you know, those kind of, I'm personally, I don't know if I would have been happy with Coruscant blowing up because I like Coruscant. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at least we would have had some kind of like emotional attachment to the place we're watching get destroyed or yeah. keep the deleted scene with the senator. Yeah. At least we have there a little bit more. A little bit, yeah. Put that back in there. Of emotional ties to it. I get that. Yeah. What about you, Palpa Memes? I think, I think the whole Starkiller base might be my least favorite. Although I get it. I understand when you're bringing it back, you have to have that. You have to have that threat. I think... Like, if I were in charge, I would have had the buildup of Starkiller base be for the final movie in the sequels. So, like, mm. the final thing is Starkiller, right? So they got another Death Star, uh, and it'd be built up better rather than this just there. I still love it. I still love the design. I love how it's on Ilum on Fallen Order. But I think, I think yeah, um, honestly, Force Awakens, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie. But oddly enough, I have, like, no complaints about it whatsoever. <laughs> Everything right. is just so was... well executed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, I, it's hard for me to say, but that probably... That's good. <laughs> yeah, I I pretty much agree with you there that when coming up with my list here, um, I was like, I can't really think of a great complaint for Force Awakens because, and like you said, it's not like, it's not like top three, top four of my mm -hmm. favorite Star Wars movies, but like you say, you can't complain about it. But the, my, my one complaint is kind of similar to yours. It's the whole blow up the planet, blow up the base kind of plot right. at the end. There's always like, a way to blow these things up. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, at, yeah. at the beginning, the main complaint was, oh, it's very similar to A New Hope. I don't think the whole movie is very similar to A New Hope, really, at all. Um, it's par there are a lot of parallels there, mm -hmm. but having this big base, oh, it's bigger than the Death Star, and then they blow it up in the first movie. Like, if it was kind of, like you said, if they saved it for the final movie, or if it was just there, and they didn't blow it up, I don't know. Because you have three movies to flesh this thing out. I mean, you don't need to have it I don't know. You Maybe didn't they need sabotage it some way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a lot of people used to say that. You know, sabotage it, like uh, you know, cripple it, but don't destroy it. Yeah. Because um, you know, it go. This goes back to like the original Star Wars. George Lucas didn't know if he was going to make a sequel, so he had them blow it up in the first movie, mm -hmm. so he can get like the full arc in there. But then, you know, when the final movie comes along, he goes. I, I get uh, another Death Star, I guess. Yeah. Like you know, it's another Death Star. <laughs> yeah, it's another Death Star, and it's bigger. And uh oh, um, but yeah, you know, and, and this time around, you can avoid that because you know you're making three movies. Um, but yeah, and it's always funny to me. Like Star Killer Base doesn't even get blown up by our main character; it gets blown up by Poe, which I love. You know, don't right, get me wrong. Right, Each person right. really has like mm -hmm. something to do, but it. It isn't even like the big victory moment. You know, Anakin gets to blow up the droid control mm -hmm. uh, or spaceship donut thing. What is that? <laughs> Luger Hulk? The yeah. Luger yeah. Hulk. yeah in, in he gets to blow right. up the Luger Hulk. The, you know, Luke gets to blow up the Death Star and Ray gets to. Yeah. Spinning. Gets to. Because <laughs> you just like <laughs> While Poe gets to blow up the big space station for this episode. I never thought of that really, but yeah, that's a good point. I mean, well, Wedge blows up. The second Death Star. Yeah. So, well, Lando just blows up the second Death Star with uh, Wedge. I think they yeah, with okay. Wedge. They both. I think Wedge delivered the final blow, maybe, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, favorite moment of the Force Awakens. Favorite. Moment. Or did you want to keep doing? No, I like this. While we're on the Man, film, we can do. Favorite. I didn't even get to say mine. My least oh, sorry, Matt. Moment. You did. I thought. 
No, I just talked a lot. So you thought <laughs> okay. I did, but I didn't. I swear you said something. Deceptions. Go ahead. Lies. Um, what did I write? Raftars. My least favorite moment in the movie is definitely the Raftars. Really? Really? Yeah. That's surprising. It feels... I hate to use this term because it's a loaded term, but it doesn't feel very Star Wars-y to me. Um, <laughs> it feels more J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Uh, okay, which, okay. You know, okay. But it does. It feels, it feels very Star Trek-y, not Star Wars-y to me. Don't get me wrong. I love the Guavian Death Gang and Conj Club and all that fun stuff, but it just... I don't know. It's like a, it's, I get it. Each movie has to have like some kind of like animal, you know, some kind of monster fight, um, some kind of side quest. Uh, but the Rathars, I don't know. They, they just don't do it for me. They're a big blob of like eyes and tentacles, which is a cool design, I guess. Yeah. Now that you've mentioned it, I never heard you talk a lot about the Rathars. So that makes sense that you're not a, a huge yeah. fan. So. In Star Wars Uprising, when I used to play that, I ran a gang called the Rathars. Um, really? R.I.P. Star Wars Uprising. But yeah, that was like my biggest <laughs> emotional connection to the Rath. R.I.P. the Rathars. Dude, R.I.P. the Rathars. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Poor guys. Um, <laughs> favorite moments. Favorite. <laughs> favorite moment. For me, it's uh, the Rathars. No, I'm just kidding. <gasps> Jamie, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we can work backwards if you want. So Palpa memes, if you want to go first. Probably because of nostalgia, but uh, Ray's uh, introduction. I, I do think it's one of the best executed uh, scenes in the in the movie um but everything from the music and and just the way it's shot i mean you see this character who's got all this stuff on her you can't really see her and then she takes the, the thing off and so from that moment on it's like you get to learn so much about who this person is and her personality without even hearing a, a single line of dialogue um and let alone the music you know the, the theme that's called the scavenger that's one of the best yeah. best uh pieces of star wars music that i've heard and Absolutely. i just have a lot of nostalgia for it so i gotta say either that or honestly i might have to go with um probably han solo's uh death i think that's might be my favorite yeah. just because it's so like not only is it just so risky but it's not like they did it risky just for the sake of being risky they did it because it's like no they're gonna go all in on the store like they're gonna like they're not gonna just throw in you know hot like what do the fans exactly want? They're like, no, we're going to kill off Han Solo and his son's going to be the one to kill him because that's what's going to work for the character development. But that scene is just, man. Yeah. yeah. That's, and then that was a good scene. Yeah, it's yeah. already an amazing scene. And then the, the payoff of that, exactly. that arc in Rise of Skywalker. It's come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it's so def- well I think shot. that, I think that scene. And yeah. it's fun, you know, like having, having Luke's whole entire like character arc culminate to like, I can't kill my father. And then the next movie has like the main Skywalker, like male kill mm-hmm. his father. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. that's perfect. I think yeah. that's like that. Cause Kylo Ren it, to me is always like the, um, the Skywalker's potential realized. So like he can't do, he does what Luke couldn't do. He kills his father. Then he does what Vader do, couldn't do and kills his master. Then he does what Anakin couldn't do. And, you know, brings somebody back from the dead. It's like mm-hmm, each person, mm-hmm. each movie, he gets to do something that the previous Skywalkers couldn't do. Right. Um, and that starts with uh, poor old Han Solo getting stabbed in the chest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's great. Tough, tough moment in the theater for yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a gorgeous like scene though. Like that is like one of like the most like gorgeous like scenes in general though, but with everyone in like the red and the blue light and the half and half yeah. faces and mm-hmm. Finn and Ray watching from up top and Chewie, it's good. Yeah, a lot, a <laughs> lot of uh, to go back to the wise wise words of Matt a while ago uh, for the sequel trilogy. They decided to put lights 
in the lightsabers. Yeah. Oh. You can see a lot of Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Come on. Why did it take this long to do that? I know. They've had FX lightsabers since when, when the prequels were being made. I know. <laughs> I know. Honestly. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, speaking of those lights, I guess I'll say my moment now. Um, I actually, I had Ray's introduction. I had two. And I also had Forest Duel. The Forest Duel on Circular Ooh, Base. Yeah. 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 Um, probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, lightsaber duel in the whole saga absolutely uh, it's just beautiful because of those lights we mentioned the way it was lit uh the setting just in the snow and just like a peaceful little forest but in the background there's this huge battle going on but it's it, they're in their moment there and then when it's a cool duel ray does her thing kicks kylo's butt and then when the ground splits between them it's just like that's perfect it's, that's it's another poetry. gorgeous yeah. shot yeah. yeah and going back to it with the whole dyad thing i mean you really see it just just in this shot alone i mean yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love the oh way it's God. filmed too, how the like ninety five percent of it, like Kylo's just whooping her. Like even though Kylo's just super mentally unstable, but he's also extremely wounded, right? So he's obviously not gonna be yeah. at his most potential. Uh, I don't know why it's so hard for some people to understand that. Right. Um yeah. but he's like destroying her the whole fight. I mean he's knocking her down. She's swing her lightsaber like that because she's all all she's fought with is a staff right so she just knows weight and she knows how to use weight to her advantage uh and then kylo beats her gets her on the edge of the cliff she's she lost right and then uh, she gets reminded of the force and stuff she's like oh yeah i have this and so you know the force is an ally it's not an ally ally only if you go through jedi high school right it's something that's just within you and that's yeah. what the ot really heavily emphasized on it's why luke was able to blow up the death star without having virtually any training um and so I just really love how it's like she's losing the whole way through, gets knocked off on the edge of the cliff. Kylo's like, I'm not going to kill you because I can use you for, for my power. Uh, and then she lets the force really, really flow through her and stuff. And then, you know, she does what she does. Um, it, it made a whole lot of sense to me. And so I don't, I just, I've never understood why people said it just made no sense. And I'm like, it's everything's clearly Perfect lined sense. up for why yeah. the events culminated the way they did. I think something I people like... forget right off the bat is that Kylo dispatches of Rey like immediately. Yeah, like people forget that she literally gets her head like crunched on a tree as yeah. soon as she meets Kylo, mm -hmm. and Finn has to like step in and like hold him off because she literally just like got destroyed like mm -hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, and um, Finn gets a couple good that. swings in there as well. Like yeah. that's like one of my like favorite like mini moments of like the movie is like there the fight between Finn and Kylo. Yeah. Excuse me, there might be some loud noises outside. Um, the the fight between Finn and Kylo is like good enough because like Finn's holding his own and then Kylo just straight up punches him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the punch gets me Brutal. every time. <laughs> the punch and the spin and slice right up his Yeah, bed. Kylo's like showboating the whole time and Yeah. You know. No, but it's but, great. I mean that Finn Finn stepping in to save Ray is like the Han stepping in to save Luke, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's it the is. same kind of it's the same kind of dynamic. It's like poetry. It's like poetry. Yeah, rhymes. Rhymes. Yeah. There you go. Um, my favorite moment in The Force Awakens might be the very early on um, Ray finding BB-8 and then their first interactions with each other. So everything from her saving BB-8 to Uncar Plutt trying to buy BB-8. And she's like, mm -hmm. mm, no, the joy is not for sale. And it's the first time she really like has like a connection with someone else um, that pretty much cares about her. She like just met BB-8, but BB-8's like, I love you and you are fantastic. And like just having <laughs> like it's fantastic. Like just I, I love that. And then it's the obviously they are with each other for like the rest of the series and he still is posed droid but he is also raised droid as well and i i love to see the droid relationship um with everyone in star wars mm -hmm. 
I love yeah, the antenna absolutely. too. How in all yeah. three movies she fixes his, his antenna. Yeah, yeah. And so the, I just love that. By like the last one, he's like, "Look, look, it's good." Yeah, it's he's good. he's like waiting for her. Yeah, that's great. I love oh, that. That's good. Uh, you guys like stole all of my favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, we um, do. You've got but I anticipated. Time, I almost said something else, Matt, but I thought you were going to say it, so I no, didn't. No, I'm probably not going to say what you were going to say. Maybe we could talk about that after. But I'm going to say the first maybe ten or fifteen minutes of the film. Yeah, I was that, not going to say that. No, I know you weren't. <laughs> I think uh, that is probably hour of the film is my favorite. Yeah, I think scene. the first like two hours and twenty five <laughs> minutes. Of the film that's a good. That's a good scene. I like yeah, this. Yeah. Scene. yeah. yeah. Great. Um, but no, like the first, the first fifteen minutes, like the the Jakku village raid. That's probably my favorite moment of the film because it had, it's like such nostalgia. It's burned into my brain. Like I know every line. Like that whole scene like impressed itself on me when I was watching it in the theater for the first time. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Cause I mean, that was a big moment, right? Like the first time I was watching star Wars, never thought I'd be watching episode seven. Um, and now I'm actually watching it. And I, I remember, you know, Poe and, and Laura Santeca, BB-8 busting through the, the bead, the beaded uh, door. The curtain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The curtain. And then of course, you know, the stormtroopers <laughs> and Kylo Ren coming out and stopping the bolt and Finn, it's just that whole, sequence is is just so it's nostalgic for me i know you know palpamine said earlier right it's it's a nostalgic factor but and it's so funny to say that for something that happened like six years ago i know it's decade. like yeah i'm <laughs> already know. nostalgic for rise of skywalker i know right? oh, yeah seriously I don't know what's going on when i watch this but i i so distinctly remember mm-hmm. everything about seeing that scene in theaters and every time i see it now it's like it brings me right back to that yeah, it and just when, sucks you right in immediately. Yep, like it, perfect. <sighs> when Kylo blocked and stopped, froze the bolt from Poe, like that sent me back like ten rows in the theater. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, that was nuts. Just the noise and, and everything. But you know, Lor Santeca saying everything that he says to Kylo. You know, he basically like right. lays out the entire sequel trilogy right there in like the first like fifteen minutes. His entire arc is yeah. basically spoken upon. Exactly. You know? exactly the first order rose from the dark you did not you, did not. you know you can't yeah. deny the truth that is your family and ultimately that's what his entire arc is about and what it's uh, yeah. concluded by and even going back to yeah. what he says to poe you know there cannot be balance without the jedi mm-hmm. it's yeah it's great yeah it's good fantastic yeah, uh, the honorable honorable mention was uh maz's castle and everything on sakradana oh yeah uh, honorable uh, honorable uh, mention but uh yeah Let's move on to the Last Jedi. What do we got? Oh yeah, let's. So, least favorites for the Last Jedi. Um, my least favorites for the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker are just kind of things I wished were in there. You guys think that counts? Yeah, yeah. Maybe sure. Maybe missed opportunities. opportunities. Possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went into the movie theater. Or did I? Should I? Someone else go first. I went first last time. Go ahead. I'm we going. Already again. started. What are you doing? I, what am I doing? I uh, <laughs> I went into the Last Jedi into the theater wearing. A, a denim vest that Jamie helped me make. Jamie made it. I, I helped design it, I should say. I put everything a, together. <laughs> it had a patch on the back that said Knights of Ren. There you go. I wish the Knights of Ren were in The Last Jedi and kind of set up uh, yeah. presently uh, more in the story than they were in, yeah. I love two boy bands in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> the Knights of Ren and the Bad Batch. Those are the only two complete sets of Funko Pops that I own, right? Because yeah, they're right. the only full complete sets of figures that they make for those 
characters. But um, those two boy bands and two boy bands only. But the Knights of Ren, oh my gosh, Knights of Ren, Ride or Die, that is something that I, I, we'll talk about that later. But I agree, AJ. We can talk about very, that. I mean, very sad that they weren't in I The agree. Last Jedi. Because we get the one the shot Jedi? of them. We get the yeah. one shot of them in like the Ray's like dream sequence yeah. in like um in The Force, Force Awakens, Awakens. And then you don't see them at all. And then all we only see them in Rise of Skywalker <laughs> with the one stormtrooper that They're says cool. Standing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> standing really menacingly. And they, yeah, they walk really cool. And I, yeah. I love them. They and I, I love that they were in it. And it was just fantastic to see right. them. And then they all just die yeah hey we'll get to see more of them in the, the <laughs> comics, in the comics so. mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited Fingering. i'm excited fingers crossed very excited it's- for the re- reunion tour of the boy band so yeah, yeah. that's it yeah, i don't even know where all boys uh, all the stunt guys were but anyway different story <laughs> matt how about you go second here okay um i guess my least favorite thing you know i i'm always like a huge defender of finn's arc in the last jedi i love Finn's arc in The Last Jedi. I love the whole adventure he goes on. Um, but I think when it comes to him running into the battering ram uh, at the end of the movie in the speeder, I think it could have been conveyed better that this was like a fruitless mission because it isn't really... I mean, yeah, his speeder's falling apart, but they could have, they could have had... I don't know what they could have done, actually. But the problem, the problem with it is, you know, like... You have Rose come in, smash into him, and then kiss him, and then pass out, <laughs> and he drags her back. And it's like it's kind of like an awkward end to his arc. As much yeah. as I love Finn's arc, you know, and I don't want to see him die. A lot of people want him to like smash into the battering ram and die. But it's like, no way, dude. I, I want more Finn. Um, but to to have him, because the message, I like the message. You know, uh, it's not fighting what we hate, but it's saving what we love. That's important. That's an incredibly important message for Star Wars. That's literally like the crux of the OT. Um, but to have Finn kind of smash the battering ram to save his friends, basically, you know, in an act of desperation, uh, doesn't come across as fighting what he hates, but saving what he loves. So to ha- so I wish that they had Finn maybe more angry, more vengeful, and his speeder falling more apart to the point where it's like on its last ski. And like, it's him like running. Yeah, almost like like a completely fruitless, silly thing that we know is not going to work. But he's just so desperately like angry at the First Order for everything they did to him. Uh, then to have like Rose come in and, and kind of calm him down and, and save him yeah. that way, I think would have worked better. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you guys are making a special edition, I got some, <laughs> uh, some ideas. Interesting. OK, I like that. Jamie or Papa memes? Whoever. You can go. I'll go. Uh, the whole Canto Bite sequence. Um, oh. I understand its importance for Finn's arc, and I like the little broom boy. No, I really like that kid. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think, I don't know if it's the setting or anything, but it really takes me out of the movie. Um, I don't want to say it doesn't feel like Star Wars, because, I mean, Star Wars is in such an insane <laughs> universe that I think it's kind of like the Rathtars situation, but. There you go. You know, where it's like, it just, it doesn't feel, I don't know. It's very different really than the like main it. story. And I think I, I yeah. agree with you in the sense of mm-hmm. it takes you out of that story because it is so different from its story. However, like, I think it's very Star Wars. Oh, very, I very Star Wars. I think it is. I think just for me, it's like, like, I understand the importance of it. He needs to find this person to go get here for the, for the, it's still about the mission. 
I don't know. The story aside, the location and all those aliens like yucking it up at a big casino, that is very Star Wars. I appreciate the design. Like if you've watched the documentary, Ryan Johnson and the crew spent so much Mm -hmm. time on this Mm -hmm. beautiful set and this this destination is awesome for Star Wars and I love the addition of it to the lore. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you, Palpa Memes. You know, Matt and I have talked about this and uh, I don't like... I don't dislike it, obviously. I don't think you, you may, maybe do either, but um, right, right. It's just my least favorite part. Does, so I'm yeah, yeah. change. It can be your least favorite. Yeah. yeah, it is a very <laughs> odd thing to me. Like the they're running on a fuel, and they're being chased by the first order. They're both being wiped out, and then they're on like a casino planet. You know, I know they're looking for the guy, but it it does kind of take you out of it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I have a lot to say, here. but at the risk of us being here for like an hour. <laughs> No, I will say that I love Canto Bite for the production design, for the location. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, the my favorite thing about it that nobody talks about is just how, like, I my favorite era in Star Wars is the New Republic slash, like, Cold War era. So, like, between the originals and the sequels. Uh, and the Cold War doesn't get enough talk at all. But I love that the Master Codebreaker is literally dressed like James Bond. And they're literally yeah. like walking around as spies in a casino mm-hmm. um, surrounded by like all these crazy aliens and tuxedos, which I cannot <laughs> stop saying. It's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> but I just love that. I love the concept. I love the idea. I, and, you know, even like when Rose shows uh, Broom Boy the ring, you know, that reminds me of Casablanca when they're in a bar, you know, and they're and they're literally the resistance uh, sneaking under like the Nazis. I mean, just that whole kind of like espionage, cold war feel to it. uh, I can really, I really dig. I really get behind. Yeah. And yeah. um, So yeah, I, I I love Canto bite. I always like perk up when that part comes on, which is so (laughs) funny because it's like the opposite of like everybody else. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's all subjective. Everyone just sees it differently. And I, nothing, of course, that's, what's great. That's why I love conversations. You know, it's like, you know, I can see something one way, see another. So Matt just really, really loves aliens and tuxedos. Like that's, that's the, I I can't say I dislike that. I quite enjoy that too. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Episode three, Papa Noida, literally George Lucas as a Pantoran. Yeah. Oh my God. And he's in a tuxedo dude. (laughs) Beautiful. You can't. You can't. Aliens and tuxedos. At the, uh, you can't get any at the opera. At the opera. Right. The Squid Lake. Yeah. Yep. Squid Lake. Um. Oh, <laughs> to to jump off that, I guess kind of like I was going to say my least favorite moment in Last Jedi is how they they don't know who to call, so they call Maz, and um, she's like, oh, I have a union dispute, and like it's funny, and it's just I a know. hologram of her, but it's just like what what is happening i want to know what's going on with her like i wish she could have been like oh union disputes i have a master codebreaker here with me if you want to come by like that would have been a killer story um like that would have been really fun but um the, i think that for me my biggest gripe with the last jedi is the fact that it's like four days <laughs> mm. and, like they, they fly it's shorter it's like 18 it, hours it's, it's so short and like there's so much going on at once and like the first time we like saw it i i honest to goodness was very confused because they flew like the the main plot like i was like how is this all happening like at once like and then yeah so that's my only gripe with it (laughs) okay look that is a really good moment in the rise of skywalker so um we're we're gonna get there i like it i like we're gonna get there also ray Mm -hmm. flies now in the new lego game so right she just has a jetpack yeah yeah you you should cosplay that there you go yeah jet yeah. <laughs> Good idea. We could find a way. <laughs> oh, I got people. We'll find a way. <laughs> did we all give our, our least favorites? I think I we think did. So. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. On to our favorites of Last Jedi. Borgs. Hey. Borgs. All right. Borgs. Baby goes first. Only. 
Um, Porgs. Um, Porgs. But actually, the throne room scene. Mm -hmm. That's it. Beautiful. That's very fair. Moving on to the Rise of Skywalker. Moving on. Yeah, everyone in agreement. Um, But yeah, everything from uh, Kylo really being Ben Solo in that moment of deciding, I'm going to kill Snoke in this moment. And just that entire sequence and then taking on the guards and the fight of them working together and the force being balanced for once in like forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the whole join me and "Ah, don't go this way and the lightsaber ripping in half and I remember Ray gets getting... away in Snoke's craft which we never see and then Huck's trying to like you know like... move his coat and goes to like kill Kylo and then he's like oh I'm not gonna do that like it's and then just... Kylo declares himself supreme leader which is yeah. one of my favorite Perfect. things in the entire sequel trilogy very Kylo. and I'm I love supreme leader now. the um <laughs> I love the visions they both have right before right they're talking about their visions in the elevator yeah. where yeah. you join me no you join me mm-hmm they're both right. Then then that's that's always how visions work, right? Like it's always correct from a certain point of view. So yeah, you, you always have to figure out like, well, how does this ha- end up happening? And and both of them kind of jump to that conclusion, which is again one of the problems um that the last Jedi addresses, you know, jumping to conclusions based on visions. Um yeah. But yeah, it's that's like the perfect build up to that scene is two people having the same vision interpreting it wildly differently, but then it coming true anyway for both of them yeah i remember during the throne room scene in the theater i was just having like hot flashes like i could feel my <laughs> my face was getting hot when snoke died the lightsaber comes and, and ray grabs it i was like holy smokes like what? holy snokes <laughs> yeah. holy but, uh, snokes holy i say that a lot on purpose now <laughs> lose that m it is now in n holy, holy snokes, snokes. <laughs> memes, what uh what do you got can i just say luke yeah there you go Love Literally it. everything about yeah. Luke is, is genuine, like the greatest piece of storytelling I've ever seen in Star Wars. It's like the greatest arc that I've seen in, in a movie. I might be exaggerating, but I'm I, maybe not. It's probably my favorite arc that I've ever seen in a movie. Um, obviously, we're talking about scenes, so yeah, I guess I have to say moment. Uh, definitely, the I think the whole idea of the only time we see Leia giving up and actually failing, the second that happens is when Luke comes in to save her. Yeah. Uh, but everything Perfect. Luke on Kray is... It yep. created an octave, whatever you want to say, is just I it was my mind was just like blown. <laughs> and then they show that he's not even there. And I was like, What just happened? <laughs> and of course he died, but I was like, I know everyone's like, oh, he shouldn't have died. I, I disagree. He died in such a powerful way that I'm like, you can't top this. There's no other better way for him to go. Right. right? It's like, so say he lives through the rise of Skywalker, trains Ray. And then dies after that. I mean, isn't that just Yoda? Like, that's not, we shouldn't be retreading everything that we've already seen. Um, but seeing Luke, like, because we saw him at his lowest point, right? I'd say that's his lowest point at the beginning of Last Jedi. But funny enough, with the way the story goes, we end up seeing him at his highest point that we've ever seen him as a true Jedi Master. Uh, we really haven't seen that. You can say in Mandalorian, but eh. He's still, he's a cool guy that goes choppy chop with <laughs> lightsaber and a stuff. Bunch of droids, yeah. He's wise, you know, but this is like, no, he is like, he knows exactly what he's doing. So I'd say definitely Luke on Crate is just, yeah. I could, I could rewatch that scene all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we do, know. we do all rewatch it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I do actually. I watched <laughs> it last night. Yeah. AJ yeah. and Jamie know that that was the only thing I had on my list for favorite moments. So I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah. dig, just continue dig it. in yeah. here. But yeah, I mean, the battle of Crate it's transcendent for me. It's like, you know, it, it's like the, but one of it's in the top three of my favorite star Wars moments of all time mm-hmm. for sure. Um, 
Luke stepping out in, you know, st- halting an entire army as this embodiment, this perfect embodiment of the unkillable legend that is Luke Skywalker. And that's, you know, the whole point of The Last Jedi is Luke learning that he has become the ideal Jedi that he saw in his father in the previous trilogy. You know, and it's a culmination of that arc where he wants to live up to the, the ideal of the Jedi and he loses his way and he loses faith in himself. And the Battle of Crate, him literally walking out of darkness into the light, it's like a perfect restoration of, you know, he's restored faith in himself. And then he, you know, steps out, he distracts his nephew without harming a hair on his head. He literally stalls him from killing his mother because Kylo, you know, Kylo is ready to mow down everyone in that base. That's like the order he gives right before marching in. Um, He apologizes and then he teaches Kylo one last lesson and stokes that conflict in him totally and completely. This, you know, him becoming supreme leader and then marching on, you know, the resistance and destroying it should be like the high point of his entire career as Kylo Ren. But it ends up being like the lowest point where he's sitting there on the ground cupping his father's dice mm-hmm. that aren't even there, um, looking like defeated and lonely, literally because Luke showed him that the dark side is not the path to take. He cannot find peace if he's going to continue down the and, path. And he pushed Ray away. You know, Ray yeah. was like yeah. the one thing he felt. And then because of his actions, he she's like, no, she's not going to take that. Exactly. And that, like seeing Luke and then Ray, he's like, I have nothing. Like, what, yeah. what am I doing? It's... And yeah, we get the, literally. She closes the door on him, which is like, like that. That's as clear as it gets. Like, yeah, it's like, like no. you can't. If you honor, you're not. You can't be bad guy anymore. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. she made that clear. And that's why I really hate, really hate Duel of the Fates, is because it took the conflict <laughs> that was within <laughs> him and ripped it out and threw it away. And bye bye. He's cool. He's literally the very. He, they took away the very thing that made him such an interesting villain. Is that right. he's god awful villain. Exactly. <laughs> well, this guy can't lead the freak like he does in Rise of Skywalker. Thing. He sucks at it though. Yeah. He's got too much conflict. He is yeah. like the ultimate version of what a great Jedi is. A great yeah. Jedi cannot become powerful because they're torn. They cannot choose a side. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Star Wars is all about choosing sides. You can't be conflicted. You can't be stuck in the middle. Yeah. So, you know, to have that conflict means you're weak and, mm-hmm. you know, you're a loser. So, <laughs> sorry, as, as it were. And that's um, why the Knights of Ren come in, just to give him backup and look intimidating. <laughs> that's true. And the um, last thing I, I guess I'll say, sorry. Um, okay. I don't, I don't want to be too much the, of a chatterbox. I feel like I'm like chatterbox. I was just going to say quickly to, you know, Palpa Memes mentioned we see Luke at his lowest and we see him at his highest. And when we see him at his lowest in, in the film, uh, you know, he's he's always saying like sarcastic jokes and this and that. And he's like, what do you want me to take on the first order with the laser sword? <laughs> like, why did he first of all, why does he say laser yeah. sword? He's too like, that's literally uh, because he like doesn't care. And yeah. he's showing her like, oh, I don't care. Oh. He's and trying to push we, her away because he can't trust all, himself with her ultimately. The fact yeah. we is do what he tells see him Yoda. take on mm-hmm. the first order oh, yeah. with the laser sword. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's the it's beautiful. Thing. Oh, God, guys, that's my favorite Last Jedi moment. Yoda just appearing and then. Bops him on the head with the little cane. Bops him on the head with the horizon. Like Biff and uh, and then just like all the laughs are the entire time. Ah, you guys see the interview where Ryan initially had the idea of that being Anakin, but he was like, No, because there's already such a good established connection between him and Yoda, it's got to be Yoda. I'm like, Yeah, I was like, Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Yoda Yoda is the previous grand master who you know watched his temple burn. It has to be Yoda. Yoda, Mm -hmm. Yoda, and Luke are tied, you know, tied through destiny with that fact in mind. They both you know, feel like they let the Jedi down. 
uh, and they both learned from their mistakes, grew to accept that, and you know, trained and inspired the next generation to carry on the fight. It has to be Yoda. Can't be yeah, Yoda. keep it simple. Are... They were just kind of master and apprentice, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He definitely wanted to parallel, you know, a lot of the stuff from Empire and whatnot too. So that was that was the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, who had Matt? You had more thoughts, or no, I was I was just gonna say you can cut this out, but I was just gonna say that the, my favorite thing about the Battle Crate uh, and Jamie and AJ are gonna roll their eyes, but it's very um, Arthurian. Uh, very, oh, <laughs> you know, Luke Skywalker is literally like King Arthur. You know, his, his yeah, arc yeah. is very King Arthur-esque. And literally his death, the Battle of Crate, is literally the Battle of Camlan. Um, if you know anything about Arthurian mythology, it is when King Arthur fights his traitorous evil nephew and dies on the battlefield and is whisked away to Avalon, which is supposed to be like this magical, mystical island that's powerful in magic, you know, to like recuperate and heal. But most renditions have him die on Avalon, which again, you know, Avalon is basically just Octo and Luke, you know, passes on to the force in, in his version of Avalon after fighting his traitorous nephew. It's like the perfect end to Luke's analogous journey to King Arthur. If you ever want to talk Arthurian legends, just ask Matt. He can, he can yeah, fill you in on that. He's only familiar with this one tale. Yeah. <laughs> so- who hasn't said their favorite? Me? Am I the only you. one now? You're the only I, one. I lost, so. I lost track, and I'm supposed to be the one keeping track. Um, Anything else? Force Skype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Force oh, yeah, dieting, that. Force Skyping, whatever you want that. to call it. Um, that was just such a, another cool... Other than Force Projection, we see this new Force ability, and I guess it's only because of a dyad, but Snoke starts it. We don't really know, I guess, the beginning of it. But Snoke's it's, lying. It's so yeah. cool <laughs> to see that, and it was such a genius way to get the two... The dual protagonists, I think, as Ryan Johnson called them, right? No, yeah. To get them, mm-hmm. they, they met in the forest and in the, the interrogation room on Starkiller. But to get them to like be alone with each other and kind of develop a relationship, um, interpret that however you want. Um, but, you know, it does get, um, what's the word? I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm going the Raylo <laughs> direction. Three words. I don't mean to, but... Uh, I don't know. I just I love for Skype, and I love that they brought it into Rise of Skywalker too. And I thought JJ did a great job of bringing it into that as well. And it's one of my favorite things from the sequels. And I don't know. It was just a cool way to move those characters' stories throughout Last Jedi. Like those are my favorite scenes in Last Jedi. All three of their four Skype scenes. Yeah, I think there's, um, there's three. Yes. Unless you want to count the last one where she closes the door. You could count that. So I guess four. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, why it, I love canonically that. Snoke was lying, and then we kind of yeah, brought that up. So. It, and it's. It's weird because Ryan Johnson literally said in an interview that he wasn't, but like at the same well, time, well, they changed the it. I mean, and to me, it, end, I never understood so. that because well, in the in the Rise of Skywalker novel, mm-hmm. it talks about how Ray's always been lonely. Yet all this time, the, her entire life, she's been a dyad with this person. Yeah. Uh, so all her life, it's can, canon now. Like, yeah, Ryan said that, but they clearly changed that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, uh, and it's canon that her whole life she's been um, a part of that dyad. And even Ray feels whenever Kylo Ren. Um, I think it's whenever he kills the students. This is before Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah that's in the comic. Ray feels, feels it. Ray yeah. feels something, right? So there's yeah. th- those connections canonically always been there. So uh, which oh, yeah. I, I really much prefer rather than just Snoke had because it makes sense for Snoke okay, to lie yeah. about it. He, his apprentice is falling to the light because of this yeah. this pretty girl, uh, and he's, he's going to be like, like, I invented it. I he's did like, that. Uh, <laughs> they actually have a connection. Oh my gosh, uh, it was me that did that to try yeah. and bring it together so I <laughs> yeah. can kill her or something. You know, it's like it makes more sense to me. And you yeah. know, they connect uh, after he's dead. They exactly. Yeah. 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 After he's dead. Yeah. So you know, 
It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty to continue the force Skype what, like, after that makes perfect sense. What mm -hmm. kicked off the force Skype though? Cause that's the, the first force time they... awakens. Yeah. The force awakens. Got it. That's why <laughs> she could like reject him and stuff during that interrogation scene. Yeah. Like, it's almost literally. like a magnet, like, but it's opposite. So it's reflecting. Yeah. Their, them literally sense? just coming in contact yeah. with each other that that's first time I've... was really what just kind of like made it turn it's just on. Reflective, yeah. yeah. And that's how I've always imagined. So. Retroactively, we can look at the Force Awakens like that. You know, it's yeah. great. It's yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Is right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's move on to Rise of Skywalker, our least favorites. I don't know. I guess I'll go first. So, I might steal Matt's here, but I wish the Eye of Webbish Bog scene made it in. Ah, it's a deleted yeah. scene. We know for the most part, it's in the novelization. It's in the novel, it's beautiful. Don't make me sad. Is it and beautiful? Like, it's like it a big spider with a baby it's head. Gross, oh, it's, gorgeous. it's grossly beautiful. That would yeah. be Halloween decoration idea. Put the eye of Webbish Bog on your front lawn. Yeah. Perfect. Freak out there the you kids. go. I'm going to do it. <laughs> baby out head. You'll get no trick-or-treaters, but it'll be so worth it. Because you'll, yeah. you'll have the eye of Webbish Bog guarding you at all times. He's Especially great. Especially now that yeah. we've seen it. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, we, yeah we've seen it. we've seen it now in the Vader comics, the Gregory yeah. Pack run now. Uh talking to vader and it's awesome it's like all witty and creepy and weird yeah he actually uh, uses the giant baby that he's sitting on like the giant baby yeah. is a thing like it has its own like does it have like a body yeah it's a body it's, have it's a very body. it's very in, weird but i love it in the in the vader comic that's he's holding the wayfinder the baby is holding the wayfinder in his arms and when, that's right and when the when the i keep calling him the oracle when the eye rises oracle. you know is like oh yeah i'll give you i'll give it to you he like rises up and it's like this buff baby popping out of the water it's like <laughs> buff baby here you go <laughs> boss baby we missed out no. on buff baby eye of webbish bog need it. and i'm you know what that was on my list and i'm glad you i'm glad you addressed it now i can i guess Good. I can talk yeah. about something else. but it, yeah deleted scene when now. special edition i'd like to see it uh, yeah, actually, that's that. I, I already mentioned my least favorite in like the very beginning um, right. with the whole Palpatine thing. But I guess, like, I guess in general, um, other least favorite the fact we don't have any of the deleted scenes yet. I just want to see them. Yeah. Like, just, 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 just give me the raw footage. Yeah. I'll cut it together myself. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't. The serpent, the sand serpent. That was a little weird. That was odd. Hey, it was so really nice to set up the show Ray healing, you know. It was like, yeah. Right. Show the setup, I yeah. Guess. What I say about the Wrath Tars, you always have, in every movie, you got to have that little. You got have a creature. Uh, you have to have that yeah. monster side side mission. The moment you mentioned Wrath Tars earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, the serpent. I think that <laughs> one of the things in general, so something with me and the the sequels and the timing of The Mandalorian, um, the timing of the AJ and Matt are well aware of this, but um, the when Mandalorian season one came out, it came out right before. Right before I Skywalker. before Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah. That bothered the hell out of me that it was right before because it took all the momentum away from the sequel trilogy and I'm like, huh. And right. they literally had the episode of Grogu healing, healing. grief like yeah. right before and it's, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to show us that force healing is a thing before we see it in a movie and then it's like, oh, baby can do it so Ray can do it and it's like, Ray could have done it anyway. Yeah. Right. And of course, people only complain when Ray does it. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. why not? So, <laughs> what can you do? What can you do about that? All right. <laughs> you went so hard there, your internet, internet, yeah, your internet got your like feed went through a little buzzy. Fuzzy. There. <laughs> it's that hot of a topic. Okay? That's right. That's right. Help me, what do you got? 
least favorite in Rise of Skywalker. It's, it's a hard one. I really, yeah. I've seen this movie. This movie is only almost two years old. I've seen it more times than any other Star Wars movie, which is insane considering how long I've been a Star Wars fan. Um, I freaking love this movie. Um, least favorite. Obviously, the setup for Palpatine, as much as I love Palpatine being there for the final conflict, I think it makes the most sense. I do wish it was set up more. I think that's pretty unanimous. But scene-wise, I don't I, I don't know. I, I guess when they arrive on Kif Burr, like the arrival on Kif Burr, it's kind of a slow moment. It's time right. It's a bathroom break moment, you know. I love the exposition with Jaina and Finn. Uh, I can't wait to see when they team up again, hopefully the Finn show, which I know we're going to talk about later. But, um... It's probably the lower point of the movie where, like, like I don't know. To me, the movie's up here. This one's just, like, down here. <laughs> like, you know, it's hard for me to say genuinely, uh, but probably that's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, but. It's funny that you mentioned bathroom break moment because in our first viewing, that's literally when AJ ran to the bathroom. Same. <laughs> Actually, no, no. My least favorite moment was... The destruction of uh, Kijimi. Because that's when I went to the bathroom. I actually missed that on my first viewing. Oh, really? I had no idea that happened. Well, I had to go, so I was like, oh my gosh, I said, I ran. <laughs> I and like, you wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have really known anyways, because they don't... They don't really yeah. address Zori shows up, but... Zori's, Zori's there. Yeah, yeah, so pro- honestly, probably that, the destruction. I would have rather it, you know... But at the same time, I actually, no, I can't say that because it makes sense for the conflict of the galaxy. You know, they're like, hey, they have the Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah, whatever. Then they see a Star Destroyer blow up a planet. They're like, okay, they actually have these Star Destroyers that blow up planets. So never mind. I'm kind of conflict conflicted about that. Uh, I guess I'll go back to Kif Burr, uh, the okay, arrival okay. on Kif Burr. All right, all right. Sorry. I think AJ's going to kill me for this. Oh, boy. I'm going to say my least favorite part of The Rise of Skywalker is all the dagger nonsense. <laughs> I I okay. I like the dagger nonsense enough because it is very Indiana Jones esque, and I know that's something we've talked about before, AJ, a lot. And I and I and I love that aspect of it. But when you actually think about the dagger for like two seconds, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? Is, so why is Ochi of Bethune carrying around, carrying around a saber transcribed in this ancient Sith language that has this cut out like the you know one-eyed Willie's treasure? To tell him where the Wayfinder is on the destroyed Death Star. Like, why this is he broke the other day. Oh, no. Aww. No, I forgot about I that. I love the dagger. You, oh, you Matt, you broke it with your words. I did. did you I, I've broke done it with your words. I, I, I agree, though, that. Matt. It, it doesn't it's make very it's weird. weird. Yeah. I can forgive it, though. Only the display tells. Only display tells. Only display tells. But, yeah, I agree with that. But like, what's how, the purpose how, of the dagger? Does is he like is Ochi just like a super for, forgetful guy, and he needed just like a handy guide to tell him where? Oh yeah, no, the maybe? wayfinder's in the throne room on the Death Star. Oh okay. Yeah, but what if? I mean, most people probably wouldn't know what the throne room looked like. I'd like to think. I, I'm trying to make my own reasonings because if you watch yeah. the documentary, JJ and Ryan, like they like, or JJ and Ontario, uh, yeah. they were very upfront. Like if you guys have seen it, they're like, we need to figure out. Like we're having a hard time figuring out how we can get them from here to here. Yeah. So I, at least they're upfront about it. Like, uh, this isn't really working too well. But I definitely, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. That being okay. said, I mean, it's, you know, it's fair, Matt. But it literally, yeah. it's the same problem that the Indiana Jones medallion has. You know, that doesn't make much sense either. But I forgive it because I love Indiana Jones. It's an adventure story at the end it's of the day. It's an adventure, like... you know. So I don't. It, it, so it doesn't bother me. It's like I love the dagger. It's, it's such cool. a small part of the movie that I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like okay, I'm not gonna get hung up on it. It's a, like to kill Ray's parents. That might also be. I might. I might say that's an honorable mention. Is the fact that 
if you just watch the movies, you have absolutely no idea how Ray is related to Palpatine, like at all, because right. they don't even they do not explain that his son is a clone. They do not mm-hmm. like at all. It can be inferred that he's a clone. It, you know, we can we can infer till the cows come home based on the context clues they gave us in Tross how Palpatine came back, but we cannot figure out how the hell he has a son. <laughs> just, I mean, that's right. Other yeah, than the obvious thing, um, but we don't want to think of that. <laughs> so no, we got to no, figure no, out no. something else. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they don't explain it. We have no idea. Just and so I'd probably say that that's that's an honorable mention, a big honorable mention. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I remember that was like the big thing, like oh, the Palpatine, well, did Palpatine have sex? I know we didn't want to uh, mention him, it, but that him was... and Slymore, what, uh, what's going on uh, there? No, 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 no. <laughs> no well, we don't want to. Uh, Moving on. But everything favorite. leading up to it in this all this new content is just pushing us oh, right in that direction. Right. Just be it's like, hey, insane how more like, clones sequels are getting decanonized, and literally every single Star Wars show that's come out in the past yeah. two years is connected right. to the sequel trilogy. Right, comics. Yeah. Specifically, Rise of Skywalker. No way in hell. Yeah. No way in hell. I love that. I love it. It's such a. It, it makes me feel so good. I've been trying to tell these people for so long now, and then Mando season two comes out. And we literally see freaking Snoke clones. Yeah. And we see that Grogu is being used as the asset and catalyst for the blood of Palpatine's clone body. I'm like, thank you. Thank and you, John like, Favreau. The the gallery, the Disney gallery, whatever you call it. Um, yeah. We see Filoni and Favreau talk about the sequel trilogy and the connections and whatnot. And the yeah. most recent one that Mark Hamill even talks about, he's like, oh, you know, we see Luke in the sequels. You know, it's a different time. It's a lot later. And it's, mm-hmm. it's what we've all been saying all along. But, you know, weirdos out there, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so we've actually gone a lot longer than I thought we were going to, so I think we should just do rapid fire Rise of Skywalker favorite moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Ben Solo on, on the Death Star debris. Oh, that's a good Favorite scene. moment from the yeah. sequels, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a lot to say about it. Rapid yeah, fire, Matt. I, okay, uh, the resurrection. I love Ray's resurrection. It's a great ending to the saga. It's like a great culmination of everything that's been built up over the nine movies. Uh, I'll go Ben's, either Ben Solo's sacrifice or all the Jedi. Giving power to race. Mm-hmm. All the That's Jedi's good. doing it. Rapid fire again as well. Um, the the be with me scene and just everything dissolving yeah, yep, into the yep, stars yep, yep, and just seeing yep. it and hearing all of those voices, including the animation um, one. So music. we hear Kanan and we hear yep. Ahsoka. All and, uh, the music is so yes. nice. cosmic oh. force, as it were. Mm. Beautiful. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. I I love how we all picked like pretty much the same like. Yeah, we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Perfect. So recently, there's been rumors going around about a possible, I don't know the, the origin of the source. Matt, you might know it better than I me. Don't. Or one of you guys. The, <laughs> there's rumors about a Finn show coming to Disney Plus uh, at some point, a Finn project. I would assume that includes Ray as well as uh, Lego Holiday Special, which I love. It was so much fun. And they, you know, it was a Lucasfilm approved thing, right? So they know that. They touch upon that Ray and Finn have their Jedi Master and Jedi Apprentice relationship. So it's like, okay, one day we're going to get this. Do you guys, do you think these rumors are true or what? I mean, I, I think it's inevitable we'll get a Ray Finn series thing at some point. Right. With one I, made of a video, I made a video on this actually two days ago, three days ago. Um, to me, the, the, the source is fake. Um, me and Star Wars only talked to some other people. And again, that doesn't mean whether it is or not. However, I can't say it's not going to happen um, because Lucasfilm knows exactly what fans want. Lucasfilm knows fans were uh, disappointed. I mean, uh, John Boyega literally said Kathleen Kennedy had a full-on conversation about uh, with him about the situation, and she's you know I can't I can't in my head think 
that she would not say that we are going to – I can't see her not saying that we're going to make this right for you, John. Like it just would not make yeah. sense at all. And then John's also been open. He said uh, he would love to come back as long as it's under Kathleen Kennedy, maybe with J.J. Abrams and especially with the old crew and stuff. And then you've got Daisy Ridley who not too long ago uh, said that she expects to be a, to come back at some point, maybe after some more stories I told first. Um and so Lucasfilm has these actors in their prime and at these this young age, and uh, there's so much more story potential, let alone the whole situation with Finn as a character and stuff. The way that played out, they're gonna take advantage of it. They're gonna they're gonna they know they know what fans want. They know that yeah, this is something we need to do, especially with Kathleen Kennedy being uh, the head of Lucasfilm. She's gonna make it happen, whether Ray will be in it or not. I I, I would hope so. I, I would imagine it's kind of like you have to have that duo there. I mean, it's, it's Ray yeah. and Finn, right? Um, but I do think the source is fake based on the fact that he said that this show is more than likely replacing the Rangers and the New Republic show, which it's just completely false. Uh, that show's clearly still happening. They're just not in current production because they have four or five other shows in current production right now. I mean, is the Acolyte not coming anymore because they're not, they're not working on it right now? I mean, like, you know, it was kind of a goofy little statement that he posted at the end of that that made me like, okay, I don't believe this guy, uh... And I can't, I can't see how much credible sources he's had in the past. So, um, but I do think it'll happen nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that. Same feelings um, all around. Whether yeah. animated or not, we're getting something with them. I can't wait because I. It better be, be like action. okay. It's gotta be live action because, like you it's said, like we have the actors in their prime right now, yeah. and we don't have mm-hmm. to do any of this silly de-aging business yeah and, and they're not right. gonna they're not gonna have john boy they're not gonna make finn an animated character and not have john boyega as the voice yeah. actor but they're yeah, not gonna have an animated you know they're not gonna have a animated character with someone else's it you know that just doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense yeah. and and it's gonna it's gonna have to be live action it, would, it wouldn't make sense to have john boyega do voice acting for an animated show when he's already there it's like just film the thing you know yeah just right. make it actually happen make it guys come on yeah yeah, yeah like, like so. it's it's one thing now like doing like the crossover like they've had um Ming-Na Wen do Fennec Shan for the Bad Batch as well but mm-hmm. it's like okay well she was both characters and like we have the backwards crossover as well with um Katie Sackhoff and so like we have like this going on but I really 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 want to see them in live action again and mm-hmm. I hope that it does happen soon but I agree there's so many other projects going on and they they want to let the sequels like settle a little bit definitely and let's dive into this like new ish era for the time being and then we'll get back into it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't I can't It's going to happen. Going on in the background by the way. You there's always like, a million stuff, motorcycles going it's by our I house. Muted. It's because I muted. He muted, but I was talking. So like, whatever. We we like literally live like in Swoop City. Like there are swoop bikes <laughs> going by daily. Swoop like, races daily. So loud all of the time. I'm sorry. And then you guys can't hear it. And AJ and I are just like, yeah. I'm sorry. There's bikes. <laughs> and I'm always <laughs> like, can't hear it. Don't worry. <laughs> Finn show prediction. Uh, 2000. What year is it? 21. 2020, 2025. You heard it here first. Let's go. December 2025. Because I think we've got we've got the slate of projects up until 2025 already like mapped out. All the shows and everything. Those are going to carry us to 2025 most likely. Mm -hmm. Um, Ooh. Round round the table here quickly. Rogue Squadron post Tross or no? Yes. I really want it to be post Tross, but their recent language makes me think that they may have caught on to the fact that they alluded to it. See, I go the other way on you that. They but. don't. I want it to be, but I think they're kind of pulling back because it might not be. Uh, but that's just that's just my that's my current assessment of the situation. I want it to be though. Definitely. Right. I talked to Adam Garcia. If you guys know him on Twitter, uh, he told me from what he knows, it is after Rise of Skywalker. Perfect. Again, I don't. That's I mean, I I just, 
he posted that in a public comment, so I'm not I'm not just spoiling thoughts. anything. Just throwing <laughs> but, it out there. It's got it has so. to be because Kathleen specifically mentioned the future era, uh, old the yeah that, and then she also mm-hmm. said we know that there's these old characters in the old Rogue Squadron books and games, but this is for a new generation. There's gonna be a new generation of pilots. I'm like, so they're, they're you're not gonna make Rogue Squadron in the OT and not have Rogue Squadron. There. True, you're gonna right. you know it didn't it doesn't make sense to me, and it could be her wording was messed up, but it was a pre-recorded thing, so. I can't, you know, it's, it's a new generation of pilots. It's going to be the start of the, you know, expanding on, on the new future era. Um, the, the X-Wing on the t- on the logo is literally AT-70 X-Wing. Oh, they figured it, it out that it is, finally? No. Oh, it's no, yeah, because it's, it's, it's got the half-circled um I'm engines. pretty sure it's a T-65. Because those have it, the cir- full circles. This one has that, that, that half-circles. But the problem is, is that, like, the wings... So like the circle is here, Which one is and the that? wing like cuts off the top of the circle. Yes, AJ, right. I know it's an X-wing, so it comes, but <laughs> so you see the bottom half of the circle, but the, straight on, it's really hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Um, it really is. So, and it's, and it's, it's on, an early logo. It's so an early logo. You can just like an like a recognizable X-wing profile anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. is it the Resistance era ones or the Rebellion era ones? I'm genuinely the re- asking. The Resistance which, ones have the half half what, cut circled. What yeah, number? Right. <laughs> T-65 right. would be original trilogy X-Wings. T-70s yeah. are sequel trilogy X-Wings. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's what I was trying to get. And if you want to get really nuts, let's go. There it goes. I heard that. You heard that one? Heard that that one, was the yeah. T-70 flying by. <laughs> if you want to get really nuts, let's go T-85s. Let's bring in the ones from Resistance. Actually, no. That's the ones that are... Yeah, that's the ones that look most like is the 85s. I want... I bring I'm in the sure. T-85s in live action. We've only seen them a handful of times. Isn't um I haven't read the Alphabet Squadron books, but isn't that a, basically about post um, Return of the Jedi cleaning up like Imperial yeah. Remnant? It's, what if Rogue Squadron yeah. is just that, but Resistance? Uh, yeah, that's what I want. New New Republic dealing with First Order Clean Remnants, it up. Or something. led by led by Wedge, a new crew, yeah. new generation of pilots. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. Be great. But yeah, sequel trilogy, guys. I like that. Fun God. stuff. <laughs> a lot like of passion. Lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Did we? I think we discussed a lot. Yes, today. we did. We did. Um, a ton, a ton, a lot, and everything in between. And I'm very excited. So thank you, thank you so much, Falcon Memes. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on our podcast. Um, where yeah. can everybody find you on social media if they aren't already following you? Yeah, so my Twitter, you can just probably search in Palpa Memes, you'll find it, or my actual at is PalpyYT, and then uh, my ch- YouTube channel is just Palpa Memes hyphen Star Wars um that's where you can find me that's what i'm on so perfect we'll perfect. we'll link you below with all of our stuff as well um thank you aj thank you matt um for you know doing the show with us this is episode 41 <laughs> i can't believe we made it this far um our next episode is actually going to be a lot of fun at boston fan expo which we're gonna be really excited about so stay tuned for that stay tuned on our social media we're pretty much um holland at marauders everywhere on there um yeah that's it thank you guys so much for listening to the holland at marauders podcast bye everybody